Hello. Hello. All right, this is Sammy. And this is Steve. And welcome to Rose Plate Special, where we break down the most dramatic moments from every most dramatic episode of The Bachelor franchise. <laughs> oh, and there's there's many moments, many moments. Although I, I have to say this week, I'm I'm feeling a little uh, a little I guess sad, a little overwhelmed with emotion, uh, and mostly I, I feel pent up, much like our bachelor Colton, who's been pent up for 26 years of his life. Oh, virgin jokes. That's so original. It I is. haven't heard any of those on this show. No, no one has made any of None. those. This is, no. uh, you, you come for the, the, the good content here. That's what we do. We provide the, uh, the hot tent, as they say yes. in the industry. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm waiting for this fence jump and it's, it it's looks not like happening. it's going to be week seven. We're in week six right now. Now, I mean, Sammy the previews are to be believed to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like the fence jump is going to be, is, has been every single week. Like after week one, I felt like we were going to get a fence jump every episode. That's, that's all. <laughs> that's what I'm living for right now. I think we should put money down on when the fence jump happens. My money is on week seven. Lucky week seven. Lucky week seven. Fingers crossed. It better happen. It's running yeah. out of time. And I mean, every time I watch it, though, I am really impressed. Like, it's like that scene in Hot Fuzz where Simon Pegg jumps those fences so well. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which so. you know, it, it, even that is a is a reference to Point Break with Keanu, another great fence jumper. We're, so true, so true. If we we're gonna do like a power rankings of best fence jumps, hopefully Colton's <laughs> will be up there. I think he's in the top three in my mind. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, so, um, what? Why did I write hot, hot, hot? At the it's your favorite Buster Poindexter song? Who among uh, us? Um, it's not like to start a conga line at a wedding to hot, hot, hot. I think I think a bunch of people were saying that things were hot all in a row mm -hmm. in like the previouslys, but I don't remember. I just wrote hot, hot, hot mentions. Um, Everybody's really sweaty. The last couple episodes have been very true. sweaty episodes. Humidity is not their friend. I should mention as well that I watched this episode with my parents Ooh. and some of the notes are comments that my parents made during the episode. That's good. So there'll be some fun little, and they're, my parents are very strongly, they're, they're extremely a part of Bachelor Nation. I mean, okay. they've read the book, they've seen Unreal, Whoa. they love the shows. Um, so when I told them I was doing a podcast, that just, but like I figured it would be natural, but then they were just kind of like, mm, that's too much. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm your daughter. <laughs> nope, not gonna listen. But where where do they? Like, they're like, we just don't know how, honey. Well, that's, <laughs> like, that's fair. I was gonna ask, like, I'll where do they you. fall on like the the baby boomer scale with their you know willingness to embrace technology? They're pretty advanced, but they have pretty old Samsung Galaxies at this point. They both oh. definitely need to upgrade. Um, but their daughter has a Note Eight, so you know they just need to get like. If they got like an eight or a nine, they'd be back in the game. Like yeah, they're they're pretty so. with it. So anyway, so I gotta I gotta help them next time I come over because you know actually I forgot I didn't help my mom with the printer um, when I came over because that's what you do right you go to your parents' yeah. house and they do your laundry and you eat dinner with them and then you help them with their printer. 
what you do. You fix you fix the computer. I yeah, mean, that's, that's pretty much like anytime I go home to Michigan and I and I visit my mom, uh, I would say a good thirty percent of my time there is dedicated to tech support. And that's yeah. okay. I mean, she feeds me. I have a bed to sleep in when I'm there. The least I can do is handle very basic computer problems or yeah. cell phone problems for that matter. Oh, for sure. I'm 30 years old and I have no problem with someone else doing my laundry. No mm -hmm. problem whatsoever. Uh, but anyway, that's what you come to this podcast for. Um, so then in the previous leaves, we've got Elise leaving. And then we join the episode with this stupid fight that I don't care about. <laughs> and we decide. Um, so we, we come back to the girls fighting at the end. And this whole, I'm over it, I'm over it thing. And we're back in Thailand and Colton is walking on the beach and he's all pissy. And then mm -hmm. someone, I don't know who, goes, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, and it's it's a great fight too because, you know, reality television. So there's, there's your, you, you got your contrivances here and, and things are set up. And I feel like there wasn't enough conflict going on. So this whole thing was just orchestrated and edited into this big fight. And it is just the worst argument. It's the most circular argument I have ever seen in my entire life. And it's, it's typical bachelor stuff, right? It's, Oh, yeah. you're here for the wrong reasons. And then the other girl says, no, I'm not. Why are you saying that I'm here for the wrong reasons? And then the other one goes, cause you're here for the wrong reasons. And we just go back and forth forever. Just yeah. For Why did you say I'm crazy? Because you said you said you were crazy. No, I didn't. I asked you if you were, and you were kind of like, mm, kind of, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's whatever like, the. <laughs> ladies, let's let's get down to it. You are on a reality show where you're meeting a complete stranger and competing with thirty other women to, after about a month, marry him. So you are all certifiably insane, and yeah. that's just something you need to come to terms with. What you're doing makes no goddamn sense. Nope. As long as your insanity is entertaining, that's basically all I care about. And no one really cares if you're here for the right reasons. Yeah. What What is the right reason? You're not here for Colton. Well, you're I mean, here for a teamy endorsement. And it's like, yeah, I am. Sue me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't get over to like the whole thing where she's just like, oh, you're here for the wrong reasons. You just want to get out of Miami. No one wants to get out of Miami. There's yeah, that's such so a many dumb places fight. to get out of. That's not one of those places. It's horrible. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. I live somewhere where the food is great and the weather's awesome. I really need to get out of here and go to another place where the food is great and the weather's awesome. No. Yeah. It's it's horrible. You know, she just Dumb has fight. to spend and all this thing, time. And things are cheaper. Yeah. Than California. No, that's not happening. Um, But yeah, so it's a, it's a dumb fight. And I but I do feel bad. I don't know. I was having this debate with my parents because they're very opinionated about the show as well. But I felt bad for Nicole because I felt like she she tried to explain her side. But it's like one of those things where if you explain too much, then you sound guilty. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what it was where if she, like when she clarified first with Colton, she should have just left it there and been like, well, it's up to him to believe me that what I'm saying is true and, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, she probably could have left it with him saying something like, you know, well, just see for yourself and, and, and I'm going to trust that you're going to make the right decision and then walk away from it. But sure. because she decided to come back and explain herself again, 
It's like when you're like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. And then everyone's like, why are you so mad? And you're like, I'm not mad. And then you just like get mad. You know, like that's kind of what it felt like to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was just letting it bother her so much. Like, it's not like she started it. Anyeka definitely dragged her into the shit. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she just kept going back to it was really what that that was. I mean, my mom convinced me that that's what screwed her over. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. She's like, she could have just said nothing. She could have just walked away. And I was like. You're so wise. Probably the best thing to do. But I mean, that's why these people are on this show is because they, they don't walk away. That's not what they do. Come on. <laughs> that means less camera time. Why would I want to do that? Exactly. Yeah. And then, so yeah, NBK gives the recap. Um, and then Kaylin is all stressed out. You know, she was like, he didn't want to deal with this shit. Um and then, yeah, there's the whole Anyeka going, you said I bullied everyone in the house. You said I bullied you, so back it up. And it's like, well, now, I mean, now you kind of sound, I mean, I know that word gets thrown around a lot on yeah. reality TV, but you do sound kind of like a bully right now. Yeah, I mean. at, the very, at the very least, Anyeka, you're kind of being a dick. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely that. being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I have a question because I've been thinking about this for two weeks and I don't remember what happened or if they okay. ever addressed it. What happened to Kerpa? Oh, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so she's one of those people who isn't into extreme conflict and seems like she's kind of soft-spoken to begin with. So that, of course, means zero camera time. Um, right. But also, in addition to that, she had like the weird chin bandage thing going. Uh, and I didn't know what that was about. So I don't know. She just sort of disappears and has a chin bandage and then is back in the show. But I, I genuinely forgot that she was still on the show. Like, I, I had no she, idea. Yeah. Did she get beat up in one of the group dates and they talked about it and we forgot? I really don't remember. I have no recollection of that. Okay. Um, I choose to believe that she's so boring that she actually put herself to sleep and passed out standing on her feet. But, you know, that's just Yeah, that could theory. be. That could be. Well, and then I saw a still of her with, like, a bandaged-up hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what did she do? It's like, if we get, like, several episodes about the chicken's face getting effed up, you think we'd give five minutes to Kerpa? Yeah, I, I'm but not no. sure. And then, I, I mean, I don't know where the chin thing came from, but the bandage hand, was that from their weird karate fighting that they she was did? Well, she was, she, there's, the still has that and the chin bandage. So I wonder if she, like, fell, you know, caught herself with her, with her wrist and effed up her mm-hmm. wrist and scratched her. I don't know. Someone out there knows, but I don't know. And I didn't bother to Google. I was just, I just wondered. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so Colton's on the beach. He's talking to Chris Harrison. um, One of the only times we see him this episode. And he's upset about all this, you know, throwing under the bus. Uh, The girls are mad. Like, Tasha's mad. Demi's mad. I'm sure they were all mad. Because it's Mm -hmm. like, this is such a dumb fight. And it's taking so much time away from everybody, you know. Yeah, I, I love I love Chris Harrison kind of jumping in too because it makes me wonder if he just sits in a cabana all day and that someone just runs over and grabs him, or if he's like you know you know the guy in Super Mario Brothers the I think his name is Lakitu and he and he just yeah he sits in a cloud. 
Yeah, uh, and he goes and, fishing. Yeah, yeah. and in, in Super Mario 64, he's implied as the camera. And right, like he's always right. just floating around Mario's head. And that's kind of how I picture Chris Harrison. Like he's just always just kind of there floating around. And then he just swoops in whenever <laughs> the bachelor is having a somber moment. That's like way more generous than another podcast I listen to uh, treats Chris Harrison. Their theory is like that he lives in a porta potty. <laughs> Also possible. <laughs> and they knock on the door to wake him up and <laughs> have him earn some money. He just um, always seems so put together, though. Yeah, he does. Do you remember that period of time when he was designing his own shirts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to know where that went. Also, I want to see him peddle more books. I'm very upset about all of Chris Harrison's side hustles falling to the wayside. I'm sorry. You Where do I go to buy going. my my Chris Harrison sport coat? That's, that's I, what I need in my life. want all the Paisley and I want it now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I my theory about Chris Harrison. Yeah, I would say it's probably closer to like a cabana. Like he probably is a really sweet ass trailer, you know? Oh, yeah. And and then he just kind of because he used to be I mean, I I bet there's someone out there who's done the math on how much screen time Chris Harrison has had over the years. And mm-hmm. like and the average time has had to go down like a few minutes every season till oh, we yeah. get to where we are right now. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I agree completely. At this point, like he's probably contractually obligated to like thirty seconds per show of screen time or something, and that's it. It's, it's kind of insane. <laughs> and I'm sure he makes just an ass load doing it. And it makes me feel bad about my life. Yeah. Um, it, it, it'd be awesome <laughs> if someone paid me an obscene amount of money to show up on TV and pretend to care about a bunch of idiots for 30 seconds. Once, yeah. Like, like once what are a you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, oh, man. But watching that first episode, Chris Harrison flashback, he really has aged well. So good for him. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah. He looks got good. a real like um, Paul Rudness to him. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe he just wraps himself, you know, in in some kind of moisturizer mm. and and cellophane and he's just in that all the time until yeah. he goes on. That's I was actually age. I was thinking, you know, that they jet set to a lot of foreign countries, so and I think they try not to repeat themselves too much, so I think every time they they enter a new uh, you know, exotic locale. Uh, Chris Harrison just he just gets a bunch of children and 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 consumes their blood like a like a chupacabra, and See, then that keeps him youthful. See, my thought I thought you were gonna go towards the oh like medical tourism. That's where I thought you were going. You didn't go mm-hmm. that way. No, that'd be too easy. Like, like medical tourism. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, Thailand is like you know big for medical tourism. So I was like, oh, that it's makes the best. Sense. Yeah, $3,000 for like a beach vacation and every single test you could ever want. I want to do that sometime. That would be sweet. Anyway, uh, okay, so now we're at the rose ceremony. Um, My favorite part about the rose ceremony was when Colton went, tonight has been hard and emotional for me. Tear. (laughs) It's like a single tear. As he rubs like a jalapeno pepper on his eyeball. Yeah. (laughs) But I know if I continue to follow my heart, I will find my way. God. So beautiful. Um, so then okay, so I wrote down who's who's staying. Um, Kaylin, Tasha, Kerpa. I wrote what happened to her, Demi, 
Hannah G, Katie, I wrote who? Um, and Sydney. Mm-hmm. So Anyeka's gone. Um, and Nicole's gone. So they're fighting, got them nowhere except for off the show. Have you ever seen the show? What are you doing? Yeah. I it's yeah. oh gosh, yeah. It was I mean and this this is actually great because it's like the first domino to fall in a series of really stupid events. Wherein well, you know, I'm excited because it was kind of the start of Colton losing his mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's completely like he's gone full conspiracy theorist. He's he, like, gone full Blake. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the Bachelor equivalent to someone starting to like you know shout about chemtrails. Like everybody's here for the wrong reason. Ah. <laughs> but then he we just have to see. This if he is has... a show. Oh my God! What? Ah. What, We're what on I want, camera. <laughs> I want the fence jump moment to be like his. That's like his galaxy brain moment when he realizes that everyone's here for the wrong reason. And I'm in a room full of blonde 23 year olds who probably shouldn't marry anyone. Yeah. I read an article the other day that was like, this is the beginning of the blondening. And I was like, that's so true. Yeah. Also see every season of the bachelor. (laughs) Yeah. The blondening. Um, yeah. See, I was thinking it's like his network moment, you know, Mm -hmm. You know, that, mad as hell. He's not gonna take it anymore. I'm not gonna take it anymore. And then he just leaves. Yeah. But instead of encouraging people to yell, he's like, "Go jump a fence." Um, but anyways, run away so now- from weird women in a <laughs> cabana in Thailand. Yeah. Don't just call a woman quirky because she has short brown hair. No, that's it's Becca. Oh my god, that was so annoying. Yeah. Um, short hair or glasses, you're automatically quirky. That's a you're rule. so quirky. You're so weird. Um, and then a blonde girl has to show she's weird some some other way. Like I'm into taxidermy. Yeah, that was fun. Like, oh. I like that one. Oh, Especially I love it because most of them are just like, yeah, like I'm just like so random. Like sometimes I'll go to Chipotle and I'll I'll get refried <laughs> beans instead of black beans. I'm crazy like that. I'm so crazy. Well, you know, it's like, look at Lauren, one of the the winning Lauren, you know, how do you like your coffee with coconut milk? Oh my God. <laughs> You're crazy. Wow. Like, wow. That's, I mean, that's very on brand for her. That is actually the most interesting thing about Lauren from last season. She, it does surprise me that she likes coconut milk. I thought yeah. she had never heard of it. No. I, she, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, she's exactly like the perfect... Uh, bachelor winning candidate because she is a just baseline pretty person who is a blank slate like yeah she will be anything you want her to be and not raise a stink about a single thing like there's there's nothing dynamic or you know three-dimensional about her just flat that's it she's the lauren bot yeah so anyway so they get to vietnam and then they do the thing that annoyed me and I didn't want them to do, but they did oh, it can we, anyway. Can we do it? Can we do it together? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Let's do it. All right, on three. One, okay. two, three. Good morning, Good morning Vietnam. Vietnam. I was like, no. Oh, hell yeah. I was super into that. I was like, man, you know who's going to get this reference? Literally no one under the age of 40. Nice <laughs> work. Like, I was like, don't do it. I was like, you've never seen the movie. You don't know anything about this story. Like, I can guarantee it. Also, it feels disrespectful. Dude, no way. That's <laughs> like, that's the high five to the baby boomers. That's like 
That's for the lady who's sitting around. She watches The Bachelor every week. And then when she's not watching The Bachelor, she's talking to her friends about how like SNL was good back when that guy did like Father Guido Sarducci. And that was like the last good character on SNL. Like that's that's 100 percent her shit. <laughs> My parents were also like eye roll, so I, they, okay. they those boomers made me proud. You know what? You got cool parents. I'll give you that. Well, yeah, my parents are cool. They were like, "Fuck that, that's dumb." Um, <laughs> but anyway, so now we get the Colton cam, which is my favorite part of every episode. Um, so Colton is starting to lose his mind. Last time we saw the Colton cam, he had puffy eyes. Now he just went for a run. He is overwhelmed and anxious. And he hopes that this week is going to be about providing clarity. Oh, boy. What, now, the Colton cam, when did, like, the, the cell phone video, when did that enter into to the, the world of The Bachelor? Is that a new development? or Because I can't recall a time that I've ever seen it. I think this might be the first time, because I don't remember Becca having it. Mm-hmm. And well, I and don't it's, it's an interesting. Ari having it. No, I don't remember either one of them, and it's an interesting implication too, because it's almost like they're 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 trying to pull the curtain away to be like, oh yeah, so you know that this is all like super contrived, but this is this is the real stuff right here. But instead, they're like pulling back a curtain to reveal another curtain, you know? Right, because otherwise, you would just have a more professional shot of him running on the beach and his voiceover going. This week is going to be about providing clarity, mm-hmm. which is the same thing. Oh, you know? yeah. Cue somber so like, music swell. Oh, <laughs> love that production. Yeah, exactly. But I will say that I think because he records a lot of that stuff, not exactly when he's feeling it, you do get rawer. Rawer? What? <laughs> you get a more raw emotion from 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 Colton Cam than you would mm-hmm. normally get. Like you can you can hear him lose his mind. Oh yeah. With more with more clarity. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean and that's the thing to remember about The Bachelor too is while, you know, there's there's a puppet master behind the scenes pulling all the strings and and prompting people to to say things and do things and behave certain ways. The uh the psychological and emotional trauma is all real. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and I, I can I can only imagine how stressful that would be. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why people think it's like a like a dream gig. It sounds like a nightmare. Anyway, so now we've got establishing shots of Vietnam. We've got train, buildings, boats, person carrying things, more boats, temple, more land, something that kind of looks like propaganda. <laughs> and they're here. Did you remember, did you see that big sign? I was like it looked it looked a little it looked really vintage mm-hmm. and and because I can't read it, I'm just like, is that propaganda? But it's probably not. But it could be like recruitment for like their military or something. Yeah, probably. It felt very patriotic. <laughs> um, sorry, Vietnam. Um, so, uh, so the girls, so the girls arrive. They're happy that Anyeka and Nicole aren't there because it feels like a breath of fresh air without them there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all wearing a lot of off the shoulder and floral dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, yeah, I didn't realize that Hannah G, Big Eyes, was the content creator. Yeah, she doesn't have a job. No, no job. No. Unemployed. Definitely does not I, have a I, job. I said it last week and I stand behind it. Content creator is the new personal trainer. You are unemployed, if that's what it says. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, this was around the same time where my mom got really pissed about never been kissed. She's like, what, does she not have a job? Why does it always just say never been kissed? What does she do? And my mom just got so mad about it. It It's very funny. (laughs) She's been kissed now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It should say been kissed. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, so there's the one-on-one with Hannah G. Um, uh, My feelings about this date. It's, uh, It's weird. Yeah. Hannah G looks like a light bulb to me. Um, I don't know why, but she just looks like a light bulb. Like and Mr. Sparkle, like fish bulb. Yeah, yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. And then it's just, I mean, it's very typical bachelor. Like, uh, the, <laughs> my favorite part was there's this scene where she's like giving Colton a massage. Like, she's like sitting on him, giving him a massage. And Susan, my fiance, she's an actual massage therapist, and they they start the shot just like showing her hands, like rubbing his back, and she's just like, "God, that's the shittiest massage I've ever seen. I can't believe they're putting this on TV." And then it zooms out; <laughs> it's just her, just like, like, just basically kneading him like he's a a, a piece of bread dough. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Well," and before they zoomed out, I was like, "That's really inappropriate to make that much noise to." to massage therapist you don't oh it's her you know i was like yeah well and it was you know it's like it's i don't know for some reason they're gross to me and i don't mm-hmm. like watching it um well at like, least they get to I, oh go ahead <laughs> oh no he's just like you know every time i see her i get a little smitten you know and they're like yeah. doing the facial and they're kissing between the facial they're they're like that couple you just like don't want to see out you're yeah. just like don't Ugh, this shit again Especially yeah. when they're like, oh, let's stop this weird massage thing and then just get into a giant bathtub full of olive oil. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I, or, or he's like, I feel your heartbeat. And I was like, yeah, what? she feels yours too. Like, you know. Yeah. That's like, called being alive. Yeah. Like, ugh, and they're like all oiled up and then they're making out in a shower and. Yeah. No, thanks. <sighs> it was just like uncomfortable. I. Oh. At least we got our we got our shower scene. No, not hot. (laughs) Not hot at all. No, thank you. I don't want any. Um, But anyway, so that's fine. Uh, Kaylin and Cassie are back at the hotel, and and their concern with Hannah is not how grossed out are we about them kissing, but they don't think she's real. Um, You know, Kaylin's like, is there some depth to her we're missing? And basically, what she's trying to say is like. She shared her rape story. What the fuck are you bringing to the table? No, pretty much. Yeah. Come but on. also, again, it's another revelation that I think a lot of the, the women on The Bachelor, they they get suspicious of each other. It's just like, oh, is she here for the right reason? Like, what's her deal? She doesn't seem like she's, you know, being emotionally honest or has any depth to her. And And then they think that it's something evil and conniving where nine times out of ten, I think it's just because they're very shallow, young, stupid people. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't just, formed complicated thoughts or or cool interests. Mm-hmm. And, and they're and they're not self aware either. You know, it's it's no. like when when you listen to the song "What's My Age Again" by Blink One Eighty Two, and they mm-hmm. say, you know, nobody likes you when you're twenty three, and, and and until and up until and probably a little bit after you're twenty three years old, you're like, that's stupid, that's not true. Everybody likes me. I'm awesome. And then you look back, you're mm-hmm. like, God, I was a shithead. Yeah, that's nobody such... should have been friends with me. Yeah, no one. Should I be was friends the with worst. Anyone. If you're twenty three <laughs> years old, you are an idiot. 
That's it. You're just not likable. I don't care who you are. Nope. Doesn't I, don't, matter. I don't care. I don't care if you already have a Nobel Prize. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody Mother, thinks Mother you're Teresa cool. at 23. Uh, probably not yeah, that great. Like, yeah, like Malala. No, not even her. Nope. No, she's nope. actually no. She's probably an exception. She's probably fine. But then it's like you turn around for one minute and she's just playing Fortnite and, and like flossing. And you're like, stop. And you're like, you're supposed to be the inspiration for your generation. What are you doing? Uh, stop flossing for human rights. I don't know if she yeah. does. That. I assume she does in the comfort of her own home. I really hope she flosses um, in both ways because oral hygiene is important and it will make you live longer. Um, <laughs> make sure you floss people um anyway so yeah i don't know she probably doesn't have any depth but then so then they're at dinner um uh and and you know i i sent you a bunch of memes this this week about (laughs) and one of them was about like you know when you realize that you don't have a traumatic enough story to stay on the bachelor and i feel like that's really what colton is looking for oh yeah he's looking for it I mean, they always have them every season, but it seems like he's really looking for the sad stories. Oh, he wants yeah. to hear those. He's he's a fixer for sure, which is good yeah. too because uh, a lot a lot of the women on The Bachelor they want to be fixers as well. But he need he needs that like emotionally. I think he needs that sort of fulfillment that he thinks he can get from being supportive of another human being who's gone through something. Well, yeah. I mean, look at his charity for cystic fibrosis. Mm-hmm. That's that's his that's his that's his jam. But for Hannah G, opening up is not her jam, no, is what not she her jam. says. Not her jam. Um, and then she talks about, but then she decides to open up and talks about her parents' divorce. And this is when everybody in my household reacted um, to how kind of like how she was kind of like, oh, it's a it's like a weird or lame memory or whatever. Um, and how her. Her mom was driving through the yard to collect her things after her parents' divorce. Mm-hmm. And she thought that was lame. <laughs> no, it's, I'd say it's pretty relatable. Like, what? that was the other thing about her. She's like, oh, yeah, it's whatever. And it's lame. And it's also like an emotional touch point. It's like, no, this is actually, it makes you seem like a human being because people can relate to this, like, obviously very difficult, but, but very common situation that you've experienced. And, you should share that. She's like, ah, it's them. It's whatever. It's so random, whatever. I was it's like, so what? Random. <laughs> it's so weird. I wrote WTF. Um, but yeah, and then Colton takes this and interprets it and goes, no, I don't think it's lame because I think it was the first time you saw your mom hurt your dad's feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually surprised that Colton's parents were divorced. I don't think I remembered that. Yeah, I, I don't recall him ever talking about that ever but you know i guess this probably is- at the hometowns i'm sure it came up but um yeah i was kind of surprised and then but then he kind of contradicted himself because he said i like they never told me why and then he was like but i didn't want to know why i'm like well then they did what you wanted i don't know what you want from yeah them. that's that's why well yeah what do you <laughs> it's so weird that was a really weird uh, statement and I, I was just like I don't understand what, you. Yeah, what exactly is he expecting here? Like, are they supposed to tie him down in a chair and give him a slideshow and just like, we got divorced on this day because of this? Do you see? Like, what what do you want? <laughs> they clockwork orange him. Yeah, like um, I, I figured. I figure his father is Buffalo Bill, actually. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. From Manhunter. That, that's that's how I see him. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. <laughs> 
Uh, so anyway, so Hannah gets the rose because, of course, they were like grinding on each other all day. Oh, of course. Um, so. uh, but this, I think, was the first time that he said the L word on this show. Because mm. he said he was falling in love with Hannah. And I, wow. and I don't think he said that about any girl on nope. the show yet. Which is weird because I, it seems like he's had similar dating experiences with a lot of the girls. I guess because it's deeper into the season. But uh, I mean, yes, it's episode. It's week six. It's time to start throwing that around. Yeah, but I mean, even even in the last episode, his one on one, the last episode, all they did was make out. Like it, it made for bad TV to the point where the editing sort of poked fun at the fact that all they did was like suck face in the ocean. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, that's so boring. Anyway, whatever. They're at the hotel. Um. Demi wants a one-on-one, sure. So does everyone. But then there's a knock, knock on the door. Uh, you find out who gets the group date. You find out Kerpa gets the one-on-one. I thought maybe they'll talk about her face. No. <laughs> um, Sydney and and Demi are crying. Sure. Um, Demi's crying. Demi cries a lot in this episode. So she got she got the group date rose but since then she thought she was kind of on her way to a one-on-one and Mm -hmm. i just said that while she's crying i noticed that i didn't really like her nail color which is like kicking (laughs) her when she's down but i didn't i'm just being honest about it yeah i i don't yeah yeah. demi the whole situation is weird because again you you know what this is and the chance of someone getting more than one one one-on-one date this early on very slim doesn't happen usually right so i don't know what what she what her expectation was wait did uh, she get a one-on-one already i don't know i guess she hasn't she, she didn't I, she didn't but she might as well have because she just finds ways to insert herself into one-on-one right. situations. She gets a lot of time with him yeah yeah and and maybe She's, that's, like invited herself over to his place yeah and, and it seems yeah. like colton like Different bachelors and bachelorettes use the one-on-ones for different purposes. Sometimes it's to, you know, invite someone out that they're not sure about. Sometimes it's to spend more time with someone they're they're really into. Uh, With Colton, he seems very methodical in his approach. Like, he wants to rotate through everyone and just have a very romantic experience with each person and then immediately move on to someone else. So, with Demi, it makes sense that he hasn't gone one-on-one with her yet because he kind of knows what their chemistry is like. because she any chance that she can get to sort of corner him and shove her tongue down his throat and be like oh he he she will that's that's her thing so yeah she doesn't need it basically yeah i don't really think she needs it um but she thinks she needs it because um because she's young and so anyway Mm -hmm. so they get back from the commercial and the group date is fighting and I have never heard of this martial art, Bovinam, but it nope. looks cool. Don't know what that is. It looks like uh, like a 70s kung fu movie, so I'm into it. Yeah, I was totally into all of it. Um, but man, so like, yeah, this is when we realized that Demi for being, I mean, okay, I'm just going to take a second and say I'm very disappointed with Demi and mm-hmm. everything that has gone down with her this season. I wanted her to be a villain and she did not deliver the way I wanted her to. Yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah. I, I just like 
it's been weird too because this season really hasn't had the the kind of villain that I want. Like I I really believe that Demi could grow into the villain that I want her to be, and she just yeah. she just never got there. She hit a ceiling and she kind of petered out. It's it's not fair. And there was there was a woman early on too who had this like Cruella Deville thing about her that I was super she was kind into. Of, she had like a crystal vibe a little yes. bit. Yes. But a little bit like Corinne too. Also kind of like what's her face? Chelsea, the one who had mm-hmm. the kid. She kind of oh, looked yeah. like her. Yeah. And she yeah, seems and, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and that that woman obviously she got cut early, but she never outside of the very first episode, I don't think she ever really asserted her villainous dominance. Yeah. But she was and, like, Here's my dog. You should watch my dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's about all she did. Where, yeah, uh, I was hoping Demi, for more of that spoiled princess shit. Yeah, I want that. And, yeah. and Demi right yeah. now, Demi is is like dollar store Corinne. That's it. That's all she is. Yeah. She's, yep. she's kind of dumb and she's kind of privileged and she's kind of conniving and manipulative. And she kind of tries to use her sexuality to improve her, her place in the in the bachelor woman pecking order. But she doesn't commit a hundred percent she's at like 80 percent the whole time and it just doesn't work she's not villainous enough for me she should really try taking a nap or having someone make her cheesy noodles oh my gosh yeah she needs a she needs a slave like corinne had oh my god corinne i mean you know say what you want about her but man she really knew how to play the game oh she's so good she's just like i'm gonna put whipped cream on my boobs uh, also, I am the most privileged idiot in the world. Also, my family's rich. Also, I literally can't do anything because we have like a, a live-in slave lady. <laughs> that's it. It was just crazy. It was crazy. It was that's nuts. what I want. That's yeah. what I want. And, and I want someone to hate. And I can't hate Demi. When she, yeah, like Colton put it best. While they're fighting, which was the group dates are like airing, get shorter and shorter, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but man, when they're fighting, I she just she she becomes like pathetic and it's sad yeah. and you don't and I felt bad everybody felt bad for her and she was like frustrated. She obviously didn't like it, you know. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was and that was hard to watch. It was, it was because you realize like she's not uh, one of the girls even says she's like, Oh yeah, she's all bark and no bite. And and that's just it. It's like the real Demi is just horribly insecure. And you can't help but feel bad for her at times, even though literally no one likes her. And God, like her mom was in prison, which is kind of crazy. Oh, it's just so, it's really sad. Um, So anyway, uh, let's see. After the group date action, you know, the girls are taking Colton aside. Um, I don't know. Tasha takes him. Right. And she's like, every time I'm around you, I just want to be around you more. And then Colton goes, I've never dated this many people before. I was like, oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't happen like that all the time. That's weird. Yeah. Um, so things are going well for her. Cool. Whatever. Um, the girls are hanging out. Everyone's like, this is getting really real. Um, and Katie's nervous. And Colton tells her to open up and be herself. He goes, it's nice to see all the sides of you. And I was like, have you? I literally did not remember her. Yeah. I, yeah. And my that's, mom that's goes, don't you remember Katie? They had a lot of time together. And I'm like, 
when? I don't remember her. Nope, completely wiped from my brain. <laughs> yeah. So my mom seems to remember they had more time together than I, whatever. Uh, to me, it wasn't all that vital. Um, let's yeah, she's, see. She's a more attentive whole, bachelor watcher than me. <laughs> yeah. This whole group date thing was kind of like, um, but I know that I missed some because I think my dad was talking or or fixing the fireplace or something like that. And I was going, mm-hmm. shh, I'm trying to hear this. Um, but I know that Hannah, Alabama Hannah, said something like, I'm a lot. And it's like, we all know. Um, you mean uh, Hannah Beast? Ha 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 Whatever the weird noises she makes. That was good. You actually did a great impression. I'm Thank impressed. you. Oh, I've been practicing. Um but Sydney's really upset. This is kind of when we start to see Sydney's, Sydney's dissatisfaction. You know, she said, I feel like I'm everything he's come into this literally searching for, but he's looking everywhere else but me. Mm. Well, that's where she's wrong because she's not blonde. Right. <laughs> um, so she she confronts him. You know, she's like, what gives? And um, yeah, he's not going to pick her. You can tell. No, um, she, she's never been a front runner in anything. She's she's another another person who, just because of her personality and you know the the type of person that she's portrayed as on the show, she's like Kerpa. She just she just kind of fades in the background because the focus is on all these like blonde twenty three year olds, and that's just reality. And so, but was it, it, isn't she an NBA dancer? Isn't yeah. she the one who's an NBA dancer? Yeah, she's she's an NBA dancer, and she seems I don't know if she's a little bit older, and by older I mean like between twenty five and twenty seven. Uh, right. <laughs> but she seems a little more grounded and a little more mature. And again, just like last week, there's no reason for her to be on this show. You don't need to be on this show. You seem like you got your shit together. So go find How can a person. You not- Get someone good if you're an NBA dancer. I know you also get sporty D bags, but yeah. So Sydney confronts Colton. You know, she's like, "What gives?" And you know, she's like, "Can you get there with me?" And he's like, "I want to try." And I was like, "That's a no." That's a hard no. <laughs> That's a no. Um, you know, and and Demi starts to bring her walls down. She's starting to become vulnerable. Um, you know, she tells us, I'm not a fighter. I'm actually really, really sensitive. Uh, my mom, she helped me learn that. I wanted to know, uh, if you wanted to call her with me, (laughs) I was like, this is crazy. So she's calling her mom for the first time out of prison from Vietnam on a TV show with a stranger. Mm -hmm. Very into that. Yeah. And Colton calls, talks to her and says, you've raised a fabulous daughter, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and the weird and, but then the best window we get into their relationship is when Demi says to her mom, I'm happy you're being a good girl. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is so sad. I, uh, explains a lot. Oh yeah. No, it it totally, it, it certainly explains a lot, but also uh, I, I'm, I'm a little bit upset about what happens, you know, next in the episode, because I really wanted a Demi hometown visit. Because, Me too. I mean, I in my mind, we get a little time with uh, the dad and the stepmom and then substantial time in the federal prison with Demi and Colton. 
That's that. That's what I want. That's what I needed. I natural. know. But I mean, her mom was already out of prison, so that oh, you know, well, that dream dried up already. Because that was that was the whole point. It was like this is the first time I can call her whenever I want. Oh, and, okay. And I don't hear like you are speaking to an inmate from a federal prison. So that's that was the thing that I thought was even more fucked up was that she decided the first time she would call her mom outside of prison was with Colton oh, on good. the show. Yeah. That that's that's insane. That's totally insane. Yeah. Also, it's it's a total like swing for the fences move because you can tell that yeah. after she had, I mean, quite literally taken a beating, but also emotionally taken a beating that day, that's a, that's a big one to just be like, yes, I'm super invested, but also kind of transparently like, okay, you're trying a little too hard here. Yeah. So, okay, so, oh, and then also I made a note um, that while I was watching, I got to see a trailer for Isn't It Romantic? And I'm very excited about that movie. Because <laughs> I love Rebel Wilson, so. Fair it's enough. It's going to be great. Um, she got in okay. trouble on Twitter, though. Uh-oh, what'd she do? She, I mean, it was, it was, pretty, it was pretty bad, and it was the kind Uh-oh. of thing, it was the kind of thing, though, where you're like, Oh, this is easy to bounce back from, like simple gaff. But she did my favorite thing that people do on Twitter, and that's where they say something dumb, and instead of correcting themselves, they double down. And she... no, oh, Rebel, why'd you do it, girl? I mean, she didn't do anything racist, so good job. She didn't, you know, moved to Virginia. Okay, okay, well, that's good. You... That would surprise me. Yeah. So here's what she did. I'm googling it. Okay, yeah, you tell me too. Okay, so she basically like was on Twitter and was just like, Oh, I'm super excited about this movie because it's the first time that like, um, you know, a plus size woman has gotten to star in a romantic comedy. And then a bunch of people just replied and they're like, uh, Queen Latifah. And Uh, Rebel Wilson was like, Nope, just me. Queen Latifah, not plus sized enough. (laughs) (laughs) Which is insane. I mean, mean I kind of get where she's coming from mm-hmm. because I think her point was like, you know, I don't know. I think she was kind of like, I'm bigger than her, you know? And, and cause it's like, I, I could see her being like Queen Latifah's like, is like, you know, pretty plus like a, like model plus size, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, she's pretty close to, you know, more average sure, sure in 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 the average world whereas rebel wilson's like a little bigger than that so i think that's maybe one of the reasons she felt that way yeah that's the only way i can kind of defend it also last holiday is a sucky movie <laughs> <laughs> also true. i love Latifah, but last holiday is so cheesy um, and and not in like a fun way i don't think i'm sorry i i will not stand for this taxi erasure okay queen latifah jimmy fallon the ultimate comic pairing um i'm just i'm not gonna stand for it <laughs> <laughs> but last holiday i was just kind of like meh about honestly um but you know like i don't know i mean i totally i mean there's gotta have been well what about also, what about like Bridget Jones? I mean, sure, yeah. That's kind of like that's the whole point of that whole series, right? That she's like a little bit fat. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's it's at a hundred and twenty six pounds if you read the book, which is the most frustrating thing. Well, is she I've is ever she like three Alan foot Field. seven? Like what? <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I was like 126 pounds is a little bit fat, and th- that gave me a complex for a long time. I imagine, I was like, yeah. excuse you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyhow, I mean, there's other ones. Obviously, I think she was just really excited. Oh yeah, you could um, you could tell, but it was but it was just funny because like all these people were like oh, well, don't forget about this. Don't forget about this. And she could have been like, oh, you know, that's a great point and blah, 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 and this and that. Or she could have clarified it. She's like, nope, I'm the only one. Or she could have been like, I was being hyperbolic because I was excited. Nope, she's like, you know? I'm, I'm the mayor of Chubby Town. Deal with it. Like, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was bad. You know, that's totally bad. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. And then someone else brought up that Monique played a rom-com lead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen that. No, I I, I can't say I'm a, I'm a big Monique fan. I'm not familiar with her work, uh, except for what was what's the uh, uh, what's the one that she won an Oscar for? Oh, geez, Precious. Precious. I kept I kept. I mean, I've watched her on TV, and she's you know she's like a lead on TV. But yeah. anyway, um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm reading I'm reading some of. The Twitter. Oh, also Ricky Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, no Ricky Lake erasure. Hand clap emoji. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Melissa McCarthy is like the really obvious recent one. Yeah. You know, as far as like, like Queen Latifah and Melissa McCarthy are both huge stars. Like, how could you forget mm-hmm. either of them? I don't what do you mean by huge anyway, star? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, huge star in the same way that she's a huge star. So she's kind of relaxed. And give them some room. Oh, man. Now you're going to get um, hit up on Twitter and yelled at. No, I'm not. That's the whole argument. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, it's like, but I get it. It's like, there's just not enough. Like, there, there isn't enough of it. There's not going to be enough well, of it. And you could always have more of it. Sammy, so, you know. to, to tie this back into uh, the, the show, when are we going to see a plus-size woman on The Bachelor? Never. Never is the correct answer. The closest thing. The, the closest they ever got was Carly. Mm-hmm. And Carly is not in any <laughs> way, shape, or form big. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But, like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how – and now and now Carly's, like, TV skinny like everybody. Mm-hmm. But she was, like, totally, like, you know – I hate to say the word normal because that's, you know, mm-hmm. laden with so much shit. But she was, like um, – she probably couldn't – she might not have been able to shop at one three five, but she was totally average. Totally average. Um, she could try Sears, and um, and, and I was like, and I actually really liked Carly, mm. um, because I felt like she was like me, and I was excited. To, I was like, she works on cruise ships, and she's like a big old cornball. I was like, yes, like she's like a musical theater nerd. She's me, relatable. And then, the, and then they. Spent the whole time just talking about how weird she was when she wound up with Evan. Now she's popular. <laughs> um, confusing. Uh, so let's see. So Sydney is confronting Colton mm-hmm. um, because she wants to leave the show. Uh, <laughs> Good move. You know, um, and she says, you know, I know every relationship is different but I want something real. I want something magical. I don't regret being here, but if it was right, it would be a lot easier. I just don't think we can get there. Um, Then she, before she leaves, she says to him, don't be distracted by shiny things. Ooh, cryptic. I know. (laughs) And I was like, 
you're an NBA dancer, aren't you? A shiny thing? Yeah. Like, I'm sure you've got sequins on your costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, and what's the ultimate? Like, if you're some douchebag meathead who just wants a trophy, regardless of who she is as a person, don't you just want to go to your other meathead buddies and like and like watch MMA fights and say, oh, yeah, I'm dating an NBA dancer. How rad is that? Yeah. Now, me personally, I, I want to say I'm I'm dating like the mascot, like Bango from the Bucks, but you know, it's just me. <laughs> um, I had a, a lot of job interviews recently where I brought up my costume character past, <laughs> and that was interesting. Depending on what it was I was interviewing for, but I brought it up way more than I thought I would. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, there yes, was I a, was. <laughs> what's that? I was Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, Aww. you're right. And then they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Oh. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I was SpongeBob. Oh, my God. Why is he doing this to me? He just doesn't like me. I'm going to try one more thing. Oh, oh, he was so good all day. He was so good all day long. One second. Okay. Uh, um, I think on future Wednesdays, I'm going to try to get him into daycare so Ooh. that he like gets a lot of running. He, he's such a psycho. <laughs> he only gets mad at podcasts too. That's amazing. Yeah. He's like cool all day long. And then he's just like, you aren't allowed to talk to other people. He's like a possessive boyfriend. <laughs> like God, Walter, like, we won't stand for your toxic dog masculinity. Seriously. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, it's kind of crazy how often I, I was able to say, yeah, I was a costumed character and have people be excited by that and want to hire me because of that. That's, I think we should do an entire podcast on you being a costume character and, or get you on the bachelor as Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, that'd be fun. Those days are over. Um, but yeah, I I think it, it it proved to a lot of employers that I was willing to do anything for a buck, and they like hearing that. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Colton tells the girls he said goodbye to Sydney. Um. He said, you know, she felt like she wasn't being challenged enough, and I wasn't opening up enough. Um. Which also sounds like an exit interview, kind of. <laughs> um, he gave the rose to Tasha uh, because she pushes him every time he's with her, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so that happened. Um, then they're back. Okay, so one on one with Kerpa yes. with the mystery chin problems. <laughs> uh, she does the run and mm-hmm. hug, 
So that's, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I've noticed a lot of running, uh, running hugs, like the jump yeah, hugs. That hasn't been a lot. No, that's, that's more of a, uh, a bachelorette thing. Love me a run and hug. <laughs> right. God, so many run and hugs. Um, but she's like, I can't, you know, they're like, I can't wait to spend the day with you. Can't remember who said that, but I just really don't feel anything between them mm-hmm. at all. Um, but that's fine. Um, so, oh, this is one thing that I thought about though, uh, while they were sitting down to eat at the beginning of the date. Um, I know I've read that, you know, they don't really get to eat on the dates actually, that they usually end up eating after the dates or before the dates and that the food is mostly there for show because, all of the eating noises are so off-putting, yeah. you know, <laughs> because those bother us. Not like the kissing noises, you know, it's like kissing noises are fine, but eating noises, gross. gross. Um, <laughs> things that bother people less, gross. Um, but yeah, so that was something I was thinking about too, because Colton obviously like really loves food. He's just like so obsessed with food and anyone who brings him food. So I was kind of wondering, you know, if it's different because he's on the show, if he, if he put something in his contract, like, no, I'm going to be eating this food. You best believe <laughs> I'm going to eat it. And if you try to keep me from eating it, that shit's just not going to fly. It's just not going to happen. So that was something that I imagined in my brain went down during a meeting with Colton and mm. the producers. Um, but I don't know because they weren't eating, but he eats a oh, lot yeah. on the show, which is cool. I, I mm. admire it. I Growing to really like Colton, and I like how much he eats on the show because it reminds me of Brad Pitt in movies. So yeah, good for well you. Well done. Support craft services. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Let's see. So so okay. So they spear sea mm-hmm. urchins for reasons I, I don't understand. Them is that and what they're I, doing? Did they eat the sea urchins on the boat? Yeah, Is that so what I've they never did? eaten a sea urchin, but it seemed like they were smearing some like disgusting orange paste on like a lime and then biting into it and then making faces. Like the producer was just like, okay, so like pretend that you're enjoying this because we just killed sea creatures on TV, so you have to eat them. And they're like, mmm, it's great, but it probably tasted like briny dirt. It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, I figured that was sea urchin on a lime, and it kind of looked like they were doing a shot. But then I was like, "Wait, is it urchin?" And I said, "I'm so confused, but I don't fully care." Um, so back at the hotel, more, more girls are talking about one on ones and other stuff. And but anyway, so she's like, "I think you bring out the thrill seeker in me," but honestly, I think they kind of bore me. So I don't know the thrill seeker. I wasn't sure yeah, about what, what thrills um, are she is she seeking? And she's just jet setting around the world because that's what the show is. That's not a, a thrill that she is seeking at all. It's a thrill thrust upon her. When I see Colton, I don't think thrill no, seeker. I'm safe as milk, man. Like he is just the most boring dude. I mean, to to his credit, he's he's a pretty good guy, I guess, but he's not thrilling he's not exciting he's not gonna peel off on a motorcycle with you out you know behind him like that's that's not who he is no that is not who he is um and then he asks her about being previously engaged and she reacts like when you don't want to talk about a bad job oh yeah 
she was like, you know, and then she was like, well, I just thought it was like too stagnant. There was really no growth. And I don't want to get engaged again unless I know it's going to be to the right person. And she was with the guy for very like good eight years answer. or something. Right. How old is she? Yeah. Yeah. She's what? 24. I mean, it was, yeah, I'm sure it was like a high school relationship, but you know what that, I mean, that mm. happens a lot, right? You, you, you have those like high school sweetheart relationships and you're with them for a really long time. And then you do a lot of growing up during that time. And then you look at the other person and you're yeah. like, I don't know who I you are. I think she's. I don't like any of the same things you like anymore. So she's, Kerpa is 26 years old. So she was with this guy from the time she was, what, like 18? I mean, if, if they broke yeah. up recently, so 17 or 18. So like senior in high school to present day. That's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And, you know, I'm sure they just kind of did the thing like, oh, well, we'll get engaged because that's what you do because we've been together for this long. And this is just the thing yeah, that you yeah. do. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure it was something like that. Um, so... He gives her the rose because she has calm confidence mm -hmm. or something, whatever. Um, and then, okay, so then Kerpa comes home and she's all like, <laughs> hey, and she's hugging people. And then Demi walks out in a motherfucking thunderstorm, but then somehow ends up at Colton's mm -hmm. store dry. Yeah, I don't know how that works. And goes, hi, Coco. Which that that's her pet name for him. <laughs> when When was that developed? I don't. Yeah, yeah, no idea. That's... Hi, Coco. Oh, God. And then you hear the, the right before the commercial, hopefully after tonight, Colton won't be a virgin anymore. And it's like, nobody believes that this is and going I, to happen. Not I love this alive. too, because she simultaneously is like, yes, I'm going to Colton to like bear my soul and tell him that I'm falling in love with him. But also, I kind of want to fuck. Like that. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what the producers are for. Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, boy. <laughs> Just fuck a producer like exactly. a normal contestant. Um, <laughs> and then one time they make a big deal mm -hmm. out of it for like some reason. The end of the world. You can't tell me that that was the only <laughs> Yo, time. I'm sure it's you happened a million times. That. I do not believe you. Um, so anyway, so after the commercial, we come back. And Demi comes over to tell Colton that she's falling in love with him. And that's when you can tell that the feeling is not mutual. No. Even a little bit. Oh, it was so, this was also hard to watch. Like he was just like scrambling for words, you know, I appreciate you saying that, you know, you continue to make me feel special saying you're falling in love with me brings up some emotions for me. And there's just a part of me that just doesn't know if we can get there. I don't know if I can see myself with you at the end of this. And I was like, no, God. Demi. And she's crying. And, oh, and she's like, this is why I haven't wanted to be in a relationship for a really long time because of this feeling. And I'm like, no, this is so awful. Yeah. I wanted her to be a nope. good villain. And she's just can't, a sad can't little do girl. It. Okay, we're left. Yeah. We're left with a you know at least four other boring blonde women. So now, now the the one villain with personality traits that I could cling to and a little bit of depth gone. Ugh. Gone. My heart's broken. Yeah. So, so okay. So now we get two rose ceremonies in one episode. Um, great. 
Uh, <laughs> and so let's see. So Colton says, my biggest concern coming into this week was if some of the girls, if some of the girls were not ready. Um, and my dad at this point chimes in and goes, his rose ceremony tie is so <laughs> ugly. <laughs> I don't remember what it looks like, but he fashion hated it, police so alert he noticed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm on team big eyes for the cocktail party. Cause she's the only mm. one who tied her hair back. Hello. Who can compete yeah. with that? Humidity? Smart move. Smart move. That was smart. Yeah. Very smart. Uh, Chris Harrison shows up for once. This was this, only the second time we saw him this whole episode. Um, and he's like, Colton's made his decision. Ladies, there will not be a cocktail party tonight. There will be a pool party. Just no, kidding. It's, it's just a rose ceremony. Try not to poop out your nerves. Especially, totally uh, <laughs> like, there's one girl who I remember, like, just, just a few minutes before, she's just like, yeah, you know, during the cocktail party, I got to make sure I have someone on one time. I got to talk to him. I got to tell him all this stuff. I'm really nervous. And then, like, three seconds later, Chris Harrison walks in. And she's like, hey, guess what? <laughs> it was beautiful. You don't get one None of those. Of Why would you? This is, I mean, yeah, this is the second time there's like no cocktail party, but yeah, this time no pool party either. Just no, you don't get anything. Yeah. You get nothing. You just get to be judged immediately. Um. So, so then let's see. So Hannah Bama comes through wearing a turtleneck in Vietnam. Uh, Kaylin, Cassie, NBK get picked. So that means Katie's yep. going home. And it didn't surprise me at all because I didn't no. remember her. Um, and Colton just felt like he didn't get enough out of her. I was like, you and me both, buddy. <laughs> well, and, and also it's great, too, because this it, it follows this line of him being like, oh, I thought when Sydney said that some people are here for the wrong reasons, it meant this person. And now I don't know what I'm doing. It's just like you literally are surrounded by like four blonde women that are identical. They're all 23. They all have the same personality traits. You have the exact same relationship with every single one of them. Have you have you stopped to think that maybe the children that you are trying to date here, maybe that's the issue? I could yeah, I couldn't believe it when he was like, Am I fucking missing something? Well, and this is this is his galaxy brain moment because it's like, no, dude, that's just it. Everybody's dumb. <laughs> yeah, like you just you the the smartest people either left mm -hmm. or you let them go. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Yep. <laughs> and then, okay, this weird thing at the end happened. So, so yeah, he confronts the girls and he's like, she's the third girl who said that there's someone not who's not here for the right reasons. And then Tasha says she knows who it is. And then she whispers to Kerpa, like, it's going to be us two at the end, which mm -hmm. was weird and creepy. Um, so that's all very um, cryptic. And then, yeah, the shocking turn next week. And I'm and it looks like there is gate jumping. I think gate jumping is happening next week. I do not think it's week eight. I think it's week seven. It fe I can feel it. It's so close. Yeah. I, I, I need it. I need it in my life. Like, this is something that has, it's, it won't go away. I, I, it just eats at me. And that's all I think about is when do I get my fence jump? What are the implications <laughs> of the fence jump? If it doesn't happen. <laughs> If it doesn't happen next week, I'm never I'm, watching I'm, again. I'm fine with that. <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to watch The podcast week. is yeah. us just being like, nope, it's it's blank air for an hour and a half. That's all you're getting. Yeah, that's all you get. 
Um, so then post credits, we get the prison stuff with Demi, which is also sad that she shared all this mm-hmm. stuff. You know, she's like, she's like, oh yeah, it's like this ladybug butterfly thing. She, she goes, God knows what she traded it for, and I'm like, that's dark. <laughs> <She> um, <laughs> dream catchers and cards, and she's like, I'm so curious as to how they made these. I want to meet all these ladies with these skills, and then and then she laughs. <laughs> yeah, that that was really weird. <laughs> That's that's how we're I seeing the real laugh. dummy. She's like, yeah, like, it's just amazing. Like, they should open an Etsy store. It's like, that's just weird. What? <laughs> yeah, like she's like, this is what this is their calling. I'm like, and then Colton oh, no. tries to be understanding, but also he doesn't have the the mental capacity, or like the the linguistics to just like say what he's trying to say. So he's just like, yeah, it is good when people make stuff. Like, Fumbling over his words, trying to be supportive and interested in her in her prison ladybug bag. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, this is this is a frame of reference he doesn't understand. And and neither do I, to be honest. Oh my gosh. Big Walt loves it. So anyway. It's that Big Walt. Uh, what'd loves you it. say? He loves that. So join us next week for the fence jump. Heard it better be. World. It's going to happen. I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> All right. Until then, thank you for listening to Rose Plate Special. Bye. Bye.